Uh, my friends, welcome to another week. Uh, after last week's uh, anniversary, if you want to call it, of the attack on the Capitol, I think everybody needs a rest, but there is no rest, and there won't be. Uh, President Biden is going to Georgia tomorrow to give a speech on voting rights. It's expected to be as hard-hitting as his speech last Thursday about Trump and the attack on the Capitol. Biden is going to push for reform of the Senate filibuster to carve out voting rights from the filibuster's 60-vote requirement, thereby opening the way for Senate Democrats to enact the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Amendment Act. Now, as you probably know, the Freedom to Vote Act would preempt state efforts to suppress votes and take over election machinery. The John Lewis Voting Rights Amendment Act would restore the pre-clearance requirement of the 1965 Voting Rights Act. Uh, that was before the Supreme Court gutted it in 2013, which forced states with a history of discrimination, and that would be including Georgia, to get Justice Department approval before they changed their voting rules. But Biden will need more than a hard-hitting speech to reform the filibuster and open the door for these two critical pieces of legislation. And besides, his most important audience isn't even in Georgia, which already has two Democratic senators who will support Biden. It's in West Virginia, whose senior Democratic senator is signaling he will not. Now, Georgia is, however, strategically important to voting rights in other ways. It has several major races this year, including Senator Raphael Warnock's bid for re-election and Stacey Abrams' campaign for governor against Republican incumbent Brian Kemp. Uh, of course, the only reason Democrats have a Senate majority right now is because they prevailed in both of Georgia's runoff elections on January 5th of last year, electing Warnock and Senator John Ossoff. Georgia also typifies what's happening in several other swing states, such as North Carolina, Wisconsin, and Arizona. Atlanta is growing into a major global economic hub inhabited by upwardly mobile and well-educated professionals who tend to vote for Democrats. Rural Georgia, by contrast, is becoming an abandoned economic backwater inhabited by less educated voters who have been on a downward slide for years, making them highly susceptible to Trumpian racism and xenophobia and Fox News conspiracy theories. Due to gerrymandering, Georgia's legislature is dominated by Republicans. Shortly after Biden's victory, it passed laws requiring additional identification for absentee voting, removing early voting sites, and allowing state takeovers of county elections. Georgia's GOP lawmakers are now readying bills to nix voting touchscreen touch machines and expand probes into voter fraud, among other things. Uh, hence the importance of national voting rights legislation and the Democrats' move to reform the filibuster. Senate Democrats have given up on Build Back Better for now and are pivoting to voting rights and a filibuster carve-out for voting rights. But Manchin, the holdout-in-chief, is standing in the way, just as he did on Build Back Better. He says the only way he will support a carve-out from the filibuster for voting rights is if it's bipartisan. Well, this is a bizarre argument uh, for several reasons. First, there's no precedent requiring that changes in the filibuster rule be bipartisan. 
In recent decades, the rule has been changed several times, most recently by McConnell and the Republicans, to confirm Supreme Court nominees with a bare majority, without bipartisan support. It's also bizarre because of America's history of racism, which has not been fought through bipartisanship. Representative Jim Clyburn from South Carolina, the third ranking House Democrat, whose endorsement of Biden during the Democratic primaries put Biden over the top, he put it very bluntly. He said, I am, as you know, a black person, descendant of people who were given the vote by the 15th Amendment to the United States Constitution. The 15th Amendment was not a partisan vote. It was not a bipartisan vote, rather, he said. It was a single party vote that gave black people the right to vote. Manchin and others need to stop saying that because that gives me great pain for somebody to imply that the 15th Amendment to the United States Constitution is not legitimate because it did not have bipartisan buy-in. Thirdly, American democracy cannot be saved with bipartisanship when one party is out to destroy and undermine democracy. The filibuster is becoming less democratic by the day. As of now, just 41 Senate Republicans, representing only 21% of the country, are blocking laws supported, supported by the vast majority. Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, who isn't even trying to explain her positions on the filibuster or much of anything else, now the darlings of Republican donors apparently have more allegiance to the filibuster than to democracy. Now, meanwhile, Senate Republicans, led by Mitch McConnell, are making noises about changing the Electoral Count Act of 1887. This is an arcane law that establishes the process for certifying presidential elections. Uh, look, make no mistake, this is a blatant attempt to give cover to Senate Republicans and perhaps Manchin and Cinema, who don't want to be seen as choosing the filibuster over democracy. The Electoral Count Act of 1887, well, it could stand some more clarity. Uh, its ambiguities about which parts of state governments are authorized to confirm voting tallies and appoint electors were exploited by Trump in 2020 and could lead to a constitutional crisis if he runs again in 2024. But if you think McConnell wants to prevent Republican state legislatures from substituting their views about who won a presidential election for the views of independent election officials, well, I've got a bridge to sell you. Biden can't rely on Manchin for anything, and who knows what cinema is up to. To get his 50th vote to carve out voting rights from the filibuster, Biden may need the support of one or two of the few Republican senators who have shown a shred of interest in or integrity on voting rights. I mean, my short list would include Susan Collins, who in 2015 joined John Lewis and other national leaders in Selma for the 50th anniversary of Bloody Sunday, and Lisa Murkowski. She was the only Republican who voted to bring the John Lewis Voting Rights Act to a vote last fall. I'd also reach out to Mitt Romney, who voted to convict Donald Trump in the first impeachment trial. Not incidentally, Romney's father, George Romney, was such a strong supporter of the Civil Rights Bill of 64 that when the Republicans' presidential nominee that year, Barry Goldwater, opposed that bill, Romney refused to support Goldwater's candidacy. Uh, make no mistake, I mean, or don't get me wrong, uh, the purpose of trying to get one or two of these Republicans on board is not 
to get bipartisan support for carving out voting rights from the filibuster. It's to get a bare majority of the Senate to support American democracy.